Bill Boyd here from the North Carolina Study Center with our daily devotional. We've been looking at Isaiah chapter 30, focusing on verse 15. I'll begin there today and we'll move um, outside of that as well. This is what the Sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says, In repentance and rest is your salvation, in quietness and trust is your strength, but you would have none of it. Now, yesterday we talked about the fact that uh, repentance, uh, that turning and rest and quietness and trust, these are, this is what was on the Lord's menu, so to speak, that it put before Israel. And, and we said that for Israel, that kind of seemed, um, you know, like just the, the normal bland chicken dish. Like it seemed boring to them. I mean, who wants to live that way? Why not live the exciting life? of pedal to the metal, moving forward, being busy, diligent, um, you know, yada, yada. There's another way to understand this, though, that maybe is more helpful to you, and that is that the reason that this was not appealing to Israel, it wasn't just that it seemed boring to them, but there's an even deeper aspect to it, and the aspect is this. The Lord's people are used to working out their own problems in a manner that renders the Lord unnecessary. Let me repeat that. The Lord's people, who Isaiah is addressing, it's the southern kingdom of Judah, they are used to working out their own problems in a manner that renders the Lord unnecessary. In other words, they say that they're Israelites, people of God. They recognize that 700 years ago, God delivered them out of Egypt. They may even live exemplary looking lives and they may even live somewhat pious lives. But the truth is they function on a day-to-day -day basis as practical atheists. Now, if we go to the beginning of the chapter, it helps us understand what all is involved with this practical atheism a little more, which will help us understand um, some of the uh, challenges being presented to us in our own time by a text like this. Verse 1, Woe to the obstinate children, declares the Lord. Of course, he means Judah. To those who carry out plans that are not mine, forming an alliance, but not by my spirit, heaping sin upon sin. Well, what does he mean by that? Well, he tells us. Who go down to Egypt without consulting me, who look for help to Pharaoh's protection, to Egypt's shade for refuge. But Pharaoh's protection will be to your shame, Egypt's shade will bring you disgrace. A key way to understand what's happening here is what an older commentator put this way. He said, Israel is interested in alliances, but not reliance. Now, you remember, as I read here, verse 1, the Lord says, Woe to you who carry out plans that are not mine, forming an alliance. And then quickly, verse 2, we find out who the alliance is with. It's with Egypt. Now, is this not fascinating? 
700 years prior to this, Israel cried out to the Lord to be delivered from bondage, slavery in Egypt, and the Lord delivered them with a mighty hand. And here now, Israel is wanting to form an alliance with Egypt? Well, for what reason? Well, the reason is this. Assyria, the most powerful nation in the world at this point, has carted off the northern kingdom of Israel. And Judah, the southern kingdom where Jerusalem is, Judah's scared to death. It's not unlike the situation we find ourselves in right now. Israel, or the southern kingdom of Judah, they were dealing with a very visible enemy, though most of them had never seen them, but they had heard a great deal about them. And we are dealing with an invisible enemy who we've not seen, but we've heard a great deal about and read and read every day a great deal about. For them, it was a, a people who were their enemy. For us, it's a pathogen. But the question is the same. What are we going to do with our fears and with our nerves? And Israel's answer was this. Well, we'll go form an alliance with someone familiar. Now, let's be very clear about this, though, because it's, it's deeper than that, right? It's not just an alliance with someone familiar. It's an alliance with a former slave master. It's an alliance with one who formerly had Israel in bondage. And now we are set to understand something very deep about the fallen human condition. And that is, is that when the chips are down and we are faced with something much larger than we are, stronger than we are, savvier than we are, there's something about our flesh, that is our fallen nature, that quickly and immediately wants to run and reforge old alliances, specifically with the things uh, to which or with which we formerly were in bondage. In other words, Israel turns and immediately goes back to the people who they used to hate and fear and want to get away with, but now that seems like the quickest, most familiar thing to solve the problem quickly. And by doing that, Israel will not have to deal with the Lord because dealing with the Lord, I mean, maybe the Lord's interested in Israel's timeline and maybe he isn't. Maybe the Lord sees things the way Israel does. Maybe he doesn't. Israel doesn't want to wait on that. Israel just wants to be soothed quickly. Dear friends, at a time like this, we must guard our hearts and we must guard one another, for this is the kind of time when we might turn to um, an old and unhealthy alliance. Now, that could be an old way of doing business that was unethical, but that could provide you with money quickly. It, it could be old forms of bondage like alcoholism or like drug abuse. Uh, it could be old patterns of behavior even, of letting our tempers get out of hand and being hard to deal with and, and just writing it off as, well, it's a tough time, you know. But it could also be things like old literal alliances. At times when we feel pressure 
and we wonder, am I going to be able to keep my job? Or what do I do now that my job looks like it indeed is in jeopardy? Or maybe for you, you've lost your job. It's the kind of time when we want to find something to soothe us in, in a cheap and illicit or, or just perhaps a former intimate relationship might seem like a quick way out. In other words, it's times like this when our flesh will lead us into risky propositions. And therefore, we go to the Lord's Word regularly because we need to remember that the Lord's burden is easy. The Lord is not interested uh, in enslaving us and in providing solutions for us that in the end will not be good for us and that will only harm us and others. The Lord says this to us, if you will have it, in repentance and rest is your salvation. In other words, by repentance, turning from those knee-jerk, those immediate ways of thinking and saying, yeah, but I don't have to go back there again. I really don't. And repentance and rest is your salvation, and quietness and trust is your strength. And of course, how do we know that's true? And the answer is the cross of Christ Jesus. The Lord says, if I have provided for you in such a way as to enter into your burdens with you by taking on flesh, and then also take your burdens upon me in Christ, you can trust me that whatever cross you're bearing now, it will be fruitful. In me is nothing but the gift of repentance and rest, of quietness and trust. I'm with you and I will not forsake you. I look forward to our time together tomorrow. The peace of the Lord be with you.